Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Nothing like a hose to your face. It reminds me of my childhood, actually. Remember when we used to drink out of hoses? Well, I grew up with that generation. And so a lot of times before I start, start my podcast, I am uh, getting off my motorcycle drenched in sweat and I need a little pick-me-up. So I take the hose, which is attached to my garage slash studio, blast my face with the hose, and then I just jump right into the podcast. I can't believe today I'm going to talk about um, cheating on an ex-girlfriend once. You know what's really interesting is, well, I don't know if you'll find this interesting, is uh, I am so much more transparent on my podcast. I feel safe with my podcast, like I'm just talking to a friend um, than, than, say, social media, where I wouldn't talk about this on social media. But on my podcast, I would. And what's, because um, I feel like, I feel like with my podcast, uh, I don't know. I feel more supported. I don't feel like I'm going to get canceled. I feel like um, people are going to be more understanding. And I don't realize that um, my podcast has exponentially more uh, people listening than um, people watching my social media. I always feel like my podcast is very intimate just a few of us having a conversation. We're just having coffee and uh, talking about life. And then on social media, I feel like, you know, it's the stage. And in reality, if you look at numbers, my podcast has a much greater reach. So I should technically be more terrified to be transparent on my podcast, but I'm not. I'm not, and I'm okay with it. I hope that never changes. Okay. This uh, started because I was working on a series for my podcast premium. If you don't know, I have a premium. It's five bucks a month. Uh, you get uh, four extra episodes, all commercial free. And uh, I was working on a series titled What to Do After Being Cheated On. And of course, I was thinking about action steps, client stories, and also my own story. And I was like, oh my God, I actually have cheated on someone because I feel like I never have. And then um, I was thinking about my story and I actually, I did. And it happened in my twenties. I, uh, with my, my first long-term girlfriend, um, I thought we were going to get married. We were in for three years. I mean, I, I, I just thought marriage was the next step. And this was my, I think my mid or early twenties. And I haven't been with a lot of women and I thought to myself, okay, I need to get it out of my system. I need to uh, what they call sow the oats. And I thought I genuinely believed this. I know I was young and naive, um, also bouncing off the walls as far as uh, the, my testosterone and hormones. But um, I thought if I could just get it out of my system, um, then I, I will never cheat on her. And uh, it'll be, you know, we'll be happily ever after because I want to marry this person. And so I kind of like convinced myself that I was doing it for the relationship, right? I'm taking one for the team. <laughs> and uh, of course, that is not true. And uh, 
I don't know what to call that, but it's uh, maybe I just um, manipulating myself. I don't know. Uh, but what I ended up doing was um, I got a massage and uh, got a happy ending. <laughs> And that happened a couple times. I got a massage and a happy ending. I wanted to, um, you know, it was one of those kind of like erotic massages. Um, it was it was my it was my way of saying uh, if I pay for it, it's not technically cheating. Um, if it's not sex, but if it, you know, in this case, just a, a a a hand job, a happy ending, that it's not technically cheating. I have no emotional connection to this person, so it's not technically cheating. And of course, now looking back, uh, it is cheating, and I'll tell you why. Because if I think about my partner today, <laughs> if I think about my partner today going and getting a massage by uh, the Thunder Down Under or you know whoever, and um, he gives her a happy ending, quote unquote, uh, would I consider that cheating? Fuck yeah, I'd consider that cheating. And I mean, I would, de- <laughs> I would definitely have a lot less of a re- of a reactive uh, response to that. I mean, I would almost, I mean, I, I, to be totally honest, if she was honest with with me about it and we agreed that she can do that, it would actually kind of be hot, right? Like just the idea of her being turned on by um, getting turned on by a stranger is kind of hot to me. But I'm also not twenty now; I'm fifty, and. Uh, I would still, though, if she never told me she was doing it and she did it behind my back, yeah, it would be it would be cheating. Even though, you know, there's no intention to start a relationship with that person. Even though, uh, you know, the, there isn't love involved. Uh, yes, there's this honesty. There's uh, physical boundaries being crossed, you know, all of that. And so what's interesting is my entire life. If you had asked me, I mean, if you had asked me yesterday, John, have you ever cheated on a girlfriend? My answer would be no. And I would really believe that answer. And it wasn't until um, this morning when I was doing uh, this series where I was like, wait a minute, have I cheated on my girlfriend? Oh, shit. There was those couple times that I got a massage and a happy ending um, that I, I did cheat on her. Now, here's what's interesting about the story. So this is early 20s, you know, three years. She ended up um, leaving the relationship just because it kind of fizzled. You know, it wasn't uh, – no one did anything wrong. She never found out about the the masseuses. And uh, it was just one of those, you know, young love, very kind of steady, calm. Um, it just felt wholesome. You know, it was a really great experience. Really, you know, uh, cared about this person. And um, still do. I hope she's doing really well. I don't know. Um, and great person. Just a sweet, kind, loving, compassionate person. And uh, it was a long run for my 20s. And then it just kind of faded, you know. And 15 years later, I run into her. And I run into her at a... It was, uh, I think it was a either a, an SAA or a, it was some kind of 12-step meeting. And I was there because I was uh, meeting requirements for um, me to uh, become a therapist. 
and I forget what the I, I just I just went to a ton of meetings uh, because they counted towards something I forget. But anyway, I ran into her there, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And so I, I said, "Let's uh, let's grab some coffee and catch up." I mean, it, it's been over a decade, and how are you, and all that, right? So we go to like a Denny's or something after the meeting, and she says, "Hey, I need to confess something to you." And I'm like, "What? What's up?" And she said, uh, "I mean, I hope this is okay because it's been so long." I was like, "Yeah." And she said, I, I cheated on you. <laughs> I was like, what? She said, I was at a concert and um, I kissed someone. And you know what's interesting is because, you know, so much time has passed. And of course, now we, we've moved on. And I think at the time I was in a relationship, um, I didn't feel any jealousy. And because so much time has gone by, I, I I actually experienced it kind of like through her story, where she was at, what she was going through. And I imagine her at a concert. Yes, she was in a relationship with me, but, you know, maybe things got kind of boring or she felt kind of claustrophobic. I don't know what was going on with her. I mean, it's funny because I was thinking we were going to get married. So here I am, I am getting hand jobs try, to try to get it out of my system. <laughs> and she, I don't know. I don't know where she was. Maybe she felt like, no, this guy isn't my husband. I'm too young. I need to experience more. And she was at a concert, and I think she, someone probably flirted with her, and she ended up making out with this person. She never told me. She never told me this. And as I was thinking about this, I kind of – I felt – I don't know what to word it. I felt kind of sad for her. Um like like a sincere sad like shit she should have been going to more concerts she should have been having more experiences like that i mean i was i was actually happy that she got to have that experience i don't know if you know if, if the guilt ruined it or i don't know how she um thought of herself and the action at that age She did a great job hiding that shit from me, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe she didn't internalize. I hope she didn't, but um, I just took in her sport story where she's at, who she is as a person, and um, it kind of made me happy that she got to have that experience. And I, it, it's almost like I was rooting for her, you know, like, good for you. You went to a concert and uh, you made out with some hot guy. Like genuinely good for you. I'm glad you had that experience. You should have had more, you know? And of course, you know, 15, 20 years later, I could say that. I don't know if that would have been my response in my early 20s. Of course not, right? I would have uh, flew off the handle and felt betrayed. I also would have not, like I would have gotten mad at her for making out with some dude at, at the concert. And I would not, I would not have considered me getting a hand job. Like I would have, I would have said I did nothing wrong, but you cheated on me, you know? Anyway, it's just funny how life worked, isn't it? Isn't it funny how uh, life is a circle and things come back around? I highly doubt she's listening to this, but if she does find this somehow and the universe um, puts this time capsule, this message in a bottle um, on her her digital, any digital play into her ear somehow um, – I hope she's, I hope you're doing well. And, um, I really, uh, valued those early twenties, uh, 
you as my first long distance relationship, starting at Magic Mountain flirting, and then you know spending nights at at, <laughs> at my house with two dogs and my brother sharing a room and uh, playing video games and. We worked together as servers, so there was that at Islands, and um, I had a I had such fun, innocent. It really feels like a magical summer, and um, I hope you're doing well, and I hope you're happy. Anyway, I also wanted to share this story because you know the whole point of anything I do, and this has always been my mission, is to humanize the therapist. And I thought, you know, should I share on my podcast that I cheated once? Well, um, I think I should. I think I should. One, just because there's power in the announcement, right? I didn't want to convince myself that I didn't and keep it like this secret. And if someone had asked me, have I ever cheated on someone? And I get asked all the time from, you know, whether it's clients or whoever. Um, my answer can't be no anymore because that's not true. And my answer has always been no. And it wasn't until yesterday that I realized, oh, shit, that is cheating. And I got to own my shit, you know? I was dishonest. I was unfaithful in that way. I didn't have an intention to start anything with anyone else. It was just a, a physical thing. Um, but it was still wrong. So part of this is me kind of announcing to myself um, – me announcing to myself by announcing to the world, I guess, you know, that is therapeutic for me. It makes me kind of accountable and kind of own it. And then the other part of this, of course, is um, humanizing the therapist. We are not perfect. We have struggles. Um, we have insecurities. We have secrets. <laughs> and also, um, we also change. We come around. Some of us at age 50. Thank you for listening. Be well. Be well.